This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. The Biden administration is under heavy pressure from the EU, South Korea, and Japan to come up with loopholes so their vehicles can qualify for subsidies in the American market. And one idea is to count vehicles that are used for leasing, ride-sharing, and daily rentals as commercial vehicles. And that's because the IRA doesn't have the kind of domestic sourcing requirements for commercial vehicles that it does for retail ones. But Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia came out against this idea. He said this loophole would just allow for business as usual and that foreign automakers would not invest in North America, which is what the Inflation Reduction Act is designed to do. And if Joe Manchin is against it, it probably isn't going to happen. What's bad for the tech industry is turning out to be good for the auto industry. Companies like Meta, Twitter, Amazon, and Microsoft have laid off tens of thousands of people this year as the tech sector goes through a major correction. Meanwhile, the auto industry has been struggling to hire software engineers, but not anymore. At a media event yesterday with Ford's Model E team, the people who are developing all of Ford's electric vehicles, said they're suddenly able to get all the new software engineers that they need. Alex Purdy, the head of digital product at Ford Model E, said there's a fatigue with software engineers in cloud computing, and that Ford is able to convince those engineers that working on future mobility is a whole lot more rewarding than trying to get people to click on an ad. Mercedes expects half of its sales to be plug-in hybrids or fully electric vehicles by 2025, and is aiming to go fully electric, quote, where market conditions allow by the end of the decade. And to make that transition possible, the automaker is retooling a number of its plants around the globe to build EV components. It will spend over a billion euros to start producing batteries, electric drive units, and axles at several factories in 2024. Several of them will produce batteries for its upcoming MMA and MBEA platforms. Mercedes' powertrain production network consists of 14 plants on three continents, North America, Europe, and China. And we expect to hear from other automakers making moves like this as the auto industry reorganizes its operations for the transition to electric vehicles. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Volkswagen's new CEO, Oliver Bloom, is putting his stamp on the company. He's reorganizing the company's structure, which includes assigning key functions to each of the group's major brands. For example, production and procurement for the group will be overseen by the Volkswagen brand. Audi gets sales and quality, and design and development will be run by Porsche. Each group will be in charge of coordinating these functions and to look for synergies with the other brands wherever possible. To this end, 
VW announced a shakeup with its quality and design teams. Michael Newmayer will take over as head of the quality management division while still retaining his role as head of quality at Audi. And current head of Porsche design, Michael Maurer, who will keep that role, will also add head of all group design to his resume. With these moves, the VW Group hopes to clear up which vehicles get priority first and to speed up development and production. The electric version of the Opel Mocha is getting more upgrades. Last year it got an improved heat pump, which improved range, and now it's getting a more powerful electric motor, a bigger battery, and a new name. Instead of Mocha E, it's now known as the Mocha Electric and features a 115-kilowatt electric motor up from 100 kilowatts and a 54-kilowatt-hour battery pack up from 50. That takes range from 338 kilometers up to 406 or 210 miles up to 252. By 2024, Opel will offer an electrified version of all of its models as Stellantis is turning the German company into an all-electric brand. And along the same lines, Jaguar is giving the plug-in hybrid version of the F-Pace a bigger battery. It's going from 8 to 9 modules in the pack, which increases size to 19.2 kilowatt hours and range from 53 to 65 kilometers, or 33 to 40 miles. Or in other words, an increase of a little more than 20%. The updated Jaguar P400e will go on sale as a 2024 model year vehicle. Speaking of plug-ins, Mazda announced it's coming out with an all-new PHEV for the U.S. In January, it's going to debut the CX-90. And while there's not a lot of details, Mazda says it will be available with a performance-oriented plug-in hybrid system. So it sounds like there will be other ICE setups as well. And let's focus on this new model. Will it replace the CX-9? That's not known yet, but if it's like the CX-5 and CX-50, the CX-90 will be a little bit bigger than the CX-9 and have more ground clearance and a more rugged design. At Schaeffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter. Reducing CO2 emissions making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves. VR goggles are good for more than just gaming. Honda is using virtual reality headsets in its design department. It says the pandemic accelerated the use of VR Since designers and engineers couldn't meet in person, to collaborate, they had to work remotely. And while the exterior of the upcoming Prologue EV was mostly created using clay, the interior was mainly carried out with VR and augmented reality. Even product evaluation for the new Pilot was done using VR. Honda says this improved collaboration and provided quicker feedback between its design teams in the U.S. and Japan. While Honda plans to integrate more VR into its design process, it won't go fully digital because it says the human touch is still too important. And now we cast a light onto smart headlamps. 
German lighting supplier Hella is making solid-state, high-definition headlamps with up to 25,000 pixels. Each LED can be controlled individually, which allows things like lighting lane markings, brightening up the lane you're driving in, and projecting symbols onto the pavement. And the headlamp is more compact, making it easier for automakers to integrate. Hella says it has 1.5 billion euros in orders for the headlamps from two German automakers and another international premium car manufacturer. It's already making them in Germany and is also going to make them in China, Mexico, the Czech Republic, and Slovakia, and will make them available globally by 2025. So is Toyota right that hybrids and plug-in hybrids are a better solution to carbon neutrality than BEVs? As you know, that's a highly controversial topic, and we're better to argue it than on Autoline After Hours. And that's why we have Jordan Choby, the Vice President of Powertrain Control at Toyota North America, coming on the show tomorrow afternoon. Toyota says that its approach will produce faster results at a lower cost. The critics say that Toyota is just dragging its heels and greenwashing the whole situation. So tune in tomorrow to hear Toyota make its case when we go live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And that's a wrap for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game. And by Scheffler, we pioneer motion.